Springs. We're here this morning to worship our Lord. Also, this is going to be a little bit of a different Sunday in the fact that the programming is different. And you will not see words on the screen this morning because Jeannie is not here to run the computer. So, you have to use your hymn books as we stand and say, you probably know the hymns anyway, but the hymn books are there in the pew. But we do want to welcome you and we do want you to join us as we worship the Lord. Maybe stand, please, as we turn to hymn number 89, singing two stanzas of the whole conference all ye It's upcoming, and uh, uh, we have a part in that on the fifth Sunday. 
And uh, what that means is that we need people who can prepare food, people who can serve food uh, to those who are in need. Uh, so on December the 29th, we'll uh, work in partnership with the Methodist Church in Sandy Springs. We'll provide food and servers and meet the needs of those who come that way that day. So um, Kathy Yoakum, I don't know where you may be in the room, I see you. Kathy Yoakum would be a person that you could connect with if you have interest in this particular ministry. I'd be remiss if I didn't note the, uh, the poinsettias. So many of you participated in honoring or remembering people. And this year, we're so pleased, we have poinsettia trees. Can you see them? They are a little tall, don't you think? Uh, but my goodness, how stunning they are. And uh, thank you all, those that participated uh, in, that, uh, in that effort. Uh, also in your bulletin this morning, and for our members in particular, I have a, a couple of announcements that I'd make to you briefly. In the bulletin this morning is an insert related to our budget for 2020. Our finance committee and our deacon board have approved this draft budget, and we will vote on the budget for 2020 on December the 29th after our morning worship service. There are a number of people in the room on the finance committee and on the deacon board, and I want to ask them if they wouldn't mind, please stand where they are. Your deacon or your finance committee member, would you just stand for a moment? These are the people that are able and willing to answer any question that you might have. Thank you, Teresa, our treasurer. I forgot Teresa Swafford. Uh, thank you, maybe see you. These are people who can answer questions that might arise related to the budget of the church, and it is an insert in the bulletin this morning. We'll cover that a little bit more next Sunday, uh, but you be in prayer about the budget for the church and your role in it. The second announcement for members this morning and for our guests, we're very transparent, so any of these materials, if you're a guest with us today, please take. Uh, we want you to know that we are, are faithful and um, we are good stewards of what God provides to us. As you leave this morning, there will be two documents that are available on the old pulpit. It will be at the center as you walk out this morning. The first document we passed out about four weeks ago it is a bylaws and constitution. Uh, we've been operating as a church faithfully on bylaws and constitution from 1996. We feel it's time to bring those current. And so uh, the bylaws and constitution approved by the deacon board is out there, as well as what we refer to as a manual of procedure, the how-to of the bylaws and the constitution. So there are two documents, they're stapled together, they're separate, but we invite you to take one of each as you leave this morning, because on December the 29th, we will vote on the Constitution and bylaws, and we'll vote on the manual of procedure. Those same deacons that stood just a moment ago are the ones that will answer any questions that you might have on either of those important documents. And you say, Mitch, why are we taking time in church service? Why are we taking time to mention this and to talk about these things? Because as a body of believers, Jesus calls us to transparency. And he calls us to truthfulness. And both are reflected in the work of your deacons on these documents that we'd like you to have after church today. 
And again, uh, and we'll say more about them next Sunday in advance of a vote on the 29th of December. Uh, there are prayer requests this morning. There are some things that we want to ask you to pray about. And one of the ones that has come is uh, Michelle Flint, uh, Sarah Lee's daughter-in-law, who <coughs> continues to need our prayer. There are a number of prayer requests on a yellow sheet of paper as you leave today. We cover those on Wednesday night at prayer meeting. Uh, there are a number of requests, but we'll focus on Michelle, and we'll focus on those this morning that are joining us by um, technology. We broadcast our services. We welcome those who are joining us by video um, on YouTube, and uh, we welcome you to our service today, and we will pray for you right now. Lord, for the service, we give you thanks. For Bill, Kay, and Helen, and these extraordinary talented uh, vocalists, um, you, you've you've um, you've blessed people with special gifts, and they're sharing those gifts with us today. So, Father, while the service is a bit different in its structure, the outcome is the same. The outcome is for us to draw closer to you, not just to love Jesus, but to follow Jesus to be more like Jesus, to be transformed into Jesus. And so, Father, use music today in a special and remarkable way to help us live our lives more like Christ would be my prayer in His name. Amen. I would ask you to turn now to the actual page for George of the World. It's number 87. We're going to sing the first and the second stanzas, and then at the end of the service, we're going to do the last stanza. So I would ask you to stand again as we sing George of the World, stanzas one and two. Maybe step. <laughs>
you can see we have a little abbreviated service before the program this morning. We want to uh, welcome you again and want to introduce our singers this morning. So it's like how you would stand so that people can see who you are. Um, first is Chris Hall. And I think you know most of these people. There will be, there's no need to clap for them. <laughs> Tawana Sellers, you have, many of you have met Tawana before, she'll be participating this morning. Uh, Greg Hall, he will be participating. Kay and Shane Simmons, now I don't think any of you know Shane unless you're involved with Corbin, but he is uh, uh, one of the pianists for Corbin. He and Kay are going to do a duet this morning, and all of you know Kay, she's already up here. Allison Streeter, Allison is involved with Corbin. Jason B. Jason is in Bobbleboard, he's a prisoner of the family. Sherry Washington, many of you have met Sherry before, and you know the story of how we met Sherry. Tony Glade, Tony. Tony is and Chris are the owners of the Morgan Parks Academy. And then Brad Bass. Brad has some parts on one occasion, I think, before. But anyway, the songs will be a little different this morning, as you can see. We have both secular and sacred songs, and uh, I know that you would enjoy the program. So, without further ado, we'll begin our Many times 
Have you ever heard of Paul Harvey? Do you remember he used to say the rest of the story? Well, this song is the rest of the story. <laughs>
blue Christmas because I gotta go after that. <laughs> All the
just like that sweet little boy, do we know who our Savior really was when he was born on Christmas? Did Mary really know who her baby was and what he would do over 2,000 years later what he's still doing in the world? Mary, did you know?
This is the third Sunday of Advent. It is the joy candle, the paint candle. We've uh, been through two Sundays, and uh, today we get to talk briefly about the word and the concept of joy. The scripture text is well-worn and well-known for joy for this Sunday. It comes from Luke and Luke's account of Christ's birth. The second chapter, starting in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. As you think about this concept of joy, let me share a few words with you in the moments that we have. A few synonyms for the word joy. And as you think about God's Word and your reading of God's Word and your understanding of God's Word, you'll hear these words and they'll make sense to you. Delight. Great pleasure. Jubilation. Triumph. Happiness. Exhilaration. Exuberance. Rapture. Bliss. All are synonyms for the concept in the word joy. There are antonyms. Misery. Despair. Trial and tribulation. Reminds me of the old hee-haw song, Gloom, despair, and agony on me. It's the opposite of joy. But the joy that evening is not match 
by the joy that was to come. I don't know about you, but when a child is born, there is joy. And I must tell you, when grandchildren were born, there was even more joy. And for some of you, you know great-grandchildren, and that's even more joy. We are blessed at times to know and to feel joy. And God's Word is clear. There would be joy that evening. There would be joy for those shepherds, not fear, but joy for those shepherds when they made their way to Bethlehem to observe this thing that had happened, this baby that was born. There was joy. And certainly there was joy for Mary and Joseph that night. I believe there was joy for the oxen and the lamb, for the cows and the cattle that were in that manger. I believe all of creation felt joy that night at the coming of the Savior, the coming of the Messiah. A joy to all people. But you'll say to me, Mitch, there wasn't much joy that night for all people. Only a select number of people heard that, saw that, knew the angels. Now, sometime later the Magi come, those from the East come, and they had joy. There was no joy politically. There was no joy religiously. There was no shouting and triumph in the streets of Bethlehem that night. When, Mitch, when is the joy to all the people? And I'd say to you, the joy to all the people came some 30 years later. Came on a cross. Came on Calvary. That's where joy through our salvation comes. The salvation only afforded us by the blood of Christ. On the table out front, there are some boxes of candy canes. First come, first serve, take a box home. The candy cane reminds me of the Christ and of His suffering and of His death. The candy cane is one at one time a crook the shepherd's crook, the shepherd's staff. Turn the other way, it's the J for Jesus. The red is the blood of Christ. The white is washing me white as snow. Enjoy them over the holiday and with each bite, remember the Christ of the manger became the Jesus of the cross. And that salvation is when joy came to all the people. And the word all there is an interesting construct. It's not just to the Jews. It's to mankind. So Jew and Gentile alike, you and me, we receive joy in the salvation through Christ on that cross. But with salvation comes proclamation. We talk a lot in our deacon meetings and uh, others of the church have talked a lot about the growth of this fellowship. And the number of people in the room today is more than it was a year ago and a year before that. And God continues to bless and to grow this fellowship. But the growth is not a function of the steeple. The growth is not a function of the music, although as wonderful as it was. The growth is not a function of the pastor, as talented as he is. The growth is a function of you and I proclaiming the gospel of Christ 
because He lives in our lives and because He has become special to us. We not only love Christ, but we follow Christ. We are transformed into new creatures. And finally, joy comes not only in the salvation offered by Jesus, not only in the proclamation of our faith to others, but in the praise of our worship. I don't know about you, but when I gather here on Sunday morning and I hear Kay and Helen faithfully every week start our service with music, it sets a tone in my heart and in my mind. It sets a tone of what worship can be. But that worship is really up to me. We have all the necessary ingredients. We have wonderful music. We have the spoken word. We have the very word of God. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have all the necessary ingredients for worship. But as we gather on Sunday, is that really what we do? Are we really worshiping? Or are we going through emotion? So that praise is an outgrowth of joy. Not only do we have joy for all the people in our salvation, not only in proclamation of His work in our lives, but in praise. We demonstrate that praise on Sundays. And we've demonstrated that praise today. And we will with the fourth verse of a song in just a moment. So I challenge us today on the Joy Sunday of Advent. Where is joy? Is it a feeling? And that part of joy is feeling, yes. Is it all cognitive function? Well, yes, the mind has to engage. But is it heartfelt, heart-led? Is our joy well-placed in the loving Savior, Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Father, you've given us a great gift today. People of great talent unwrapped their talent for us and shared it faithfully and willingly. And we remain eternally grateful. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us in this place. For more than 50 years, people have gathered at this season in this place. Decisions have been made. Marriages have been held. And yes, loved ones have passed. But in this room, on this occasion, we're here for joy. We thank you, Father, for the grace that you offered us when we were sinful. You offered us Jesus. We thank you for him. We thank you for the sacrifice of Calvary. Help us, Father, to have words to speak to those who need to be in this room with us. Father, give us joy in our praise and in our worship that we might look more like Christ tomorrow than we did this morning. Would be my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.